0: I'm Jo Chanyan. And I'm Donahi, and we are two brand designers who met on Instagram and now we are great friends. We can't get enough
1: about nurturing your brand and your mindset when it comes to building a conscious
0: vision-led business. We love honest conversations and digging deep into the things that contribute to your path in making a positive impact in the world.
1: Hello and welcome to the Brand Journey Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Brand Journey podcast. Today, Donahue and I are talking about pain points and what this actually means when we are using it with our clients in the branding process and what that means for your business in terms of understanding your ideal customers problems, obstacles, the challenges and the struggles that they might have that is keeping them from their goals. So let's dive in and talk a little bit more about what pain points really are, how we use them in our business and how to actually connect with your customer in a way that's empathetic and authentic for your business and brand as well.
0: Oh, I love how you just said the last part, just in a way that's empathetic and with pain points we don't want to take advantage right over our mm. of our potential clients struggles or trauma or anything like that and that's when we might feel a little bit icky about the messaging or the copy that we may read on certain people's website but let's start from scratch and define what pain points mm. are and how we can talk about them in a in a different way So pain points can be problems, obstacles, challenges, struggles that your ideal client is having or are having that is keeping them from reaching their goals. On the opposite side, we have aspirations, goals, desires, like those are the things that they are either hiring you because they're trying to reach this thing. So Mm. there's something that's getting in the way that is not helping them achieve what they really want. So that's really Mm -hmm. the reason why they hire you or they look for help. Mm -hmm. Some of the examples of pain points or challenges are maybe they're not having enough sales or they don't know how to tell their story clearly or their message. Maybe they're not getting the right clients they keep getting the wrong clients. Sometimes the client thinks, the problem is one thing. And in reality, the problem is something else. So for example, when a client wants a logo or they come to you wanting a logo because they think that they just need a refresh and that will help them look more professional. But in reality, it's not really going to do much. It's not really going to increase sales just by designing a new logo. There's there are bigger problems there that they're facing that branding can help with. But I think for the most part, people think of logos as like this thing that can help them look differently. Yeah. But that's not really going to attract more clients or, you know, you can't really tie that to those kind of results. So they may not need a logo. They maybe need a shift in positioning or maybe to clarify their positioning. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's their message is not clear enough. Maybe it's just the overall like presence that they have that they're attracting the wrong clients or it's attracting the wrong types of clients. So they're not putting themselves in the light that they should be in order to attract the clients that they want to or to offer the services that they want to.
1: Yeah. And this is also a similar case when it comes to product-based businesses, because I think sometimes product-based businesses will want a fresh new packaging, right? They'll want Mm -hmm. uh, a new box or shiny new packaging because they want to stay relevant and they want to attract customers at the shelf, which is a very normal and very common goal that product-based businesses will have. But What we want to do in our work with our clients is really understand what that problem actually is at a deeper level. So if we're able to see the surface, that's kind of like the tip of the iceberg, but let's actually understand what's happening in your business Mm -hmm. that's really keeping you from getting to your goals and yeah maybe a shiny new logo or brand new packaging or even like a website is not going to be the thing that's going to get you there as effectively. So it's all about looking at the problem from a way where you're able to get to the root cause and really solve it effectively. So you're looking at all the different pieces that might actually contribute to that problem rather than putting a band-aid solution on it, which would make things look great, but the health of your business isn't actually there. It can actually be a lot better than it is. So when we're looking at pain points, that's Always something worthwhile just to consider is what lies beneath the surface and what's the other 80% of that iceberg.
0: I love that. When you actually get to the root of the problem, mm-hmm. then you start to realize that the solutions are different. So, yeah. what you thought was a good solution for you, it's probably a completely different solution. So, mm-hmm. the reason why this is important is because people look at ways to fix their problems whatever it is, you pay for a service to help you fix that problem. So why should we pay for solutions that are not really going to help us get there Mm -hmm. to fix the actual problem? So they're Mm -hmm. basically band-aids that we pay for, and we're not really spending our money or our time or resources effectively or Mm -hmm. strategically or even intentionally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So why we feel that knowing what these pain points are for your particular ideal client are crucial, I would say, because it really affects in the way that you position yourself to fix their specific problems. Mm -hmm. And when you really understand what their problems are, then it's easier to communicate to them um, and position yourself as the best answer to do that. So you get better positioning for yourself. You help them feel like you understand them. Mm -hmm. Um, You can have a much more focused messaging and in turn like a marketing strategy. And it helps you to make data-driven decisions rather than just guessing to see if something is landing or not. So when you have the language that they can connect with and they feel seen and heard and understood, then you can really start to shift and mold that messaging, positioning yourself as somebody that really gets them and that really understand what will actually help them move forward versus something that's a temporary fix.
1: Yeah. When we're looking at pain points, it's really about being able to understand and connect to your ideal customer or your audience. And it's less Mm -hmm. about diving into the pain point itself. I think one of the things that we used to see in marketing a lot, and we still do, is when brands talk about someone's pain point or obstacle in a way that makes them feel bad or that makes them feel less than and I think or feel you
0: or like make you feel stupid for like having this issue that it's probably pretty common
1: yeah or not enough or like they feel it's like are you feeling lost and confused and you don't know blah 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 and it just makes people feel it's really extorting their their vulnerability Mm. in a way that's not conscious and I don't feel like that aligns with my values. So exactly. I think there's a, yeah, and I think there's a different way of using someone's challenge, but you're doing that in a way where you're helping them. And it's really about focusing uh-huh. on their aspirational state. So it's like, rather than focusing on the obstacle or the challenge or the pain it's about focusing on the solution and it's about yeah. the path forwards or how you can actually help them get the solution that they desire or reach the goal that they desire so if we focus on the positive aspect of it then you're not needlessly unnecessarily opening wounds that
0: yeah digging into that. those wounds yeah yeah Or even frustrations, because we know what it's like to have frustrations in our business and how that can keep us stuck or, Mm -hmm. you know, making us feel this negative feeling. So why do we want to keep digging at somebody else's pain in that way? Yes, yes.
1: And I think the way that people can do this is by focusing on the solution, you're obviously going to direct your copy or your content around the solution. And it's going to feel uplifting. It's It's the desired state that your ideal client wants to feel or your ideal customer wants to feel. You're not creating a fearful state. So if you think about the emotion that you want to evoke in people, it's like how do they Mm want to feel and how can you bring that out in your copy, in your writing, in your marketing, in your experience so that you can help them feel that way.
0: Yep. I love this. Great. So how do we get clear on what our customers' pain points are, what are some things we can do to find this information. A lot of it is pretty simple. It does require a little bit of time, but Mm. as you move forward and grow in your business, you're going to want to keep doing this often so that as you deal with new customers, you can see if those pain points are changing or if you see a pattern. So it's important to keep track of this information. If you want to get started, you can get started with market research. You can do it yourself or you can have somebody do it for you. You can create surveys or if you have like some sort of community that you can reach out to, you can schedule some quick calls just to talk about what they're struggling with in their business, what kind of services they're looking for to help with those problems. If you already have your business in place, you are talking to customers or potential customers, discovery calls can be really good for gathering some of this information. One of the things that I do when people schedule calls with me is have a very short questionnaire or survey where I do ask them what are those main obstacles that are getting in the way of reaching their goals. And that helps me see how Mm -hmm. I can help them and position myself to help them fix the problem if I can. You can do some questionnaires, like I said, gather feedback. I think the important thing is to gather this information, really listen to them and collect it so that you can start to not only see those patterns, but also use their own language. We want to shape our messaging and our copy with the language that our ideal client actually uses rather than our own made-up or language that we guess they would say or words that we think that they might say. So we want to be as relatable as possible to them and connect with them in that way. So find those common threads that you see When you talk from one person to another, when you gather this information, and then try to understand what's going on behind what they're saying. So if they're saying their problem is that they don't have time because they can't do their branding, keep asking that why, Mm -hmm. and you'll get to a deeper problem. Obviously, that would be a question for (laughs) a branding designer. But if any service-based or product-based business is sort of the same thing, it's like they give you a answer, you want to keep digging a little bit further into to really get to the root of the problem. Because sometimes what they say might be uh, surface, like we talked about surface-based problems that might be looking for solutions for something that's temporary. But we want to get to that deeper problem. One of the
1: questions that I get quite often around when it comes to asking our customers what they want is whether we can use like something like Instagram to do a poll or like Facebook to do a poll. Like what would your recommendation be for small business owners that might not have a marketing research
0: team? Whatever is easiest for you. Yeah. There's two parts to that question. I think one is how do you gather the information then how do you keep track of the information? It doesn't make sense for you to do polls on Instagram, let's say, if your ideal clients are not there, Mm. because you might be gathering information that's from a different audience. So if you are doing that, make sure that whoever is answering these polls, that they're actually your ideal clients. So same thing with communities that you reach out, let's say, Facebook groups or Slack groups or any other communities that are online, make sure that those communities Are your ideal clients. Otherwise, that data is not going to be correct. Yeah. So, when you gather information, let's say through phone calls or a very quick survey or questionnaire, you know, there are tools like Google Forms, let's say, you can gather, you can have a questionnaire uh, where they can fill out this form and then it spits it out into like an Excel spreadsheet, for example, and you can keep track of it in that way. Another way I like to do it is. If I do it through Calendly, when people schedule my calls Mm -hmm. and I ask those questions, I just copy and paste that into a Notion page or a Notion document. I can keep looking at to see what people have said. Uh, You could actually do that as well on a table. If you have a CRM through Notion, Mm
1: -hmm. where
0: you can have all of your customers or clients' information and then you could even have a page that's specifically for that um, inquiry form or something mm. like that. So I think I would say to just use something that is going to be easy for you to manage, easy for you to keep referencing and not forget about, and easy for you to, to gather. So yeah. whatever makes sense, it doesn't matter. I think what matters the most is that you're able to see it easily and to review it and able to pick out the, what those patterns are and the language is and that you can use a system that's um, that's good for you.
1: Mm, I love that. I've been using Dubsado for the last sort of five years. and Nice. The tell, way, tell me about yeah. that because
0: I'm not used to any of those platforms. Yeah, so
1: Dubsado is great because I'm able to embed the form with all the questions on my website. So as soon as people fill that form out, it automatically stores it under their client profile in Dubsado. So if you end up Mm -hmm. doing a project with them you already have all of their questions to all the different forms that they've ever filled out including the testimonial so it makes it really easy to gather that information the other option that I know some people use is Airtable so they can create the and I'm not 100% sure with Airtable because I've never used it but I think that they're able to store that information there about their customer but yeah you could set it up so that you have, I would say, you just want one place where you're storing all of this information rather exactly. than having notes in Notion, handwritten things, testimonials <laughs> on Instagram, and they're kind of all over the place. So if you have a number of different products or a number of different channels where people are giving you feedback that's relevant, it's around making sure that you're finding somewhere to store all of this so that it is easily accessible and in the one spot so that you can always yeah. bring it up.
0: That's why I love Notion because um, it makes it easy for me to just search mm. through. And if I have, let's say, a page that's called data or like ideal client and I have my data in there, you can oh, really just that. do a quick search and then find that and reference it. Yeah. Um, so
1: Take a look at Notion. It's free. Absolutely. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Now we're going to skip forward to a few things that are kind of like little watchouts when you're working on defining your customer's pain points or when you're working with the pain points (laughs) and aspirations. I
0: like that little watchouts.
1: Yeah. And it's just like reminders to make sure that you're doing this in a way which I guess the main reason for the watch outs is coming at it from an empathy in an attempt to connect with your customer rather than manipulate someone into taking action in your business. So mm-hmm. I always focus on building that connection. And that for me is really important because essentially it builds trust over time and you're able to Do business in a way that feels consciously aligned for you as well. So, watch out. Number one is not focusing just on the pain point or their challenge. You want to be positioning the pain point so that you're talking more about the aspirational state in relation to your business or your services. So sometimes we might just talk about the aspirational state, but for some reason people don't link it back to the service or there's no call to action that follows from that. So make sure that you're looking at it from a place where it links back to your services and offerings. So that's the first one. Um, The second watch out is to ensure that You're not just talking about the aspirations and desires, but making sure that you breadcrumb the story or your copy in a way that you're talking about the journey that people can go through so it's not just about the end goal but it's the transformation that someone will take to get there and that's really important because people are at different stages of the journey so you kind of want to take them through what that looks like in your business and in your copy and in your marketing as well.
0: I love that I think that when you do that I do this actually with my brand magic workshop because i provide my clients with a brief after we've gone through this workshop together and we dive into their business and what ends up happening is when you do that they get so excited and they can really envision themselves in that future self which is you know not far away but where you're going to help them get from point a to point b mm. and when you create like you said that journey it gets really excited. They're excited to dive in. They're like, they can see it. They can taste it. Let's just go. At least from my experience, that feels like a much more positive experience rather Mm. than them feeling torn down for doing something bad or, you know, Mm. that they're not proud of or happy with.
1: Yeah. That leads us into the third point in that it's really about understanding also the why Behind the pain point and the aspirations. So it's really getting deep into their reasoning and their belief systems. Like, why do they want this? What is their thinking in that? So you're not just wanting to dance around the surface of what it looks like, but it's about talking about the why behind the aspirations and the goals as well. And the fourth reminder. I guess this goes back to the point we were making before around just being very conscious about the fact that you're not exploiting someone's pain. So be aware that whatever you're doing is really focusing on how you can help rather than digging into the trauma in a way that is unethical. So that's just Definitely Mm -hmm. a big reminder just to make sure that you're always focusing on how you can help in your business and the solution and how you can help people make that transformation. The fifth one is just a little reminder in that sometimes we can make our pain point, or when we're talking about it, it might be too niche or specific so this That's comes with the desire to niche down and we're always told to niche right we're always told to niche in our business yeah. but sometimes for small businesses we can come into this with wanting to micro niche and it's actually not helpful because it becomes too targeted to only one person going through a very specific scenario. So sometimes you would just want to take a little bit of a broader step back and just be aware that you're not micro-niching down too far when it comes to the problem that you're solving and the real challenge that exists that your service and offerings can provide.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of a client about this uh, specific point Thinking actually of my client's clients, Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about their pain points and there were two obstacles and both of them were very different in how she described what the problem was. Mm -hmm. But when you really, when we started talking about it and it really came down to, it was all lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it might not be clear Mm -hmm. until you actually dive into what leads that person there yeah. The Otherwise, mm. like you said, you end up with this micro problem that, you know, it's too specific to that ideal client and you can't really share it amongst your ideal client umbrella. But when you talk about something that's like lack of confidence with X and Y, then you get a little bit more um, focused for your mm. specific ideal client, not too broad and not super specific where yeah. nobody else can relate.
1: Yeah, and then I think to go with that, it's around having the offering, the service, designing your offering, your service and the experience in a way that actually solves that problem too. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing. Like you really want to make sure that whatever you offer is definitely going to help with their the problem they're having and going to help them get to the point that they want to get to. So yep. those were just the five Little reminders around working with pain points and aspirational states in our business and in our brand.
0: So we'll just wrap it up real quick with Mm -hmm. highlighting some of the points that we've talked about in this episode. It's all about gathering information, understanding what the ideal client's problems are, your ideal client, their obstacles, just as important as their goals understanding what their obstacle is, that's getting in the way of them reaching their goals. And then how do you fit into that solution?
1: Yeah. And making people feel understood, seen and heard and really just about building the trust and the emotional connection along the way with a solution that fits with their specific needs.
0: Yeah. And it's all about humanizing our brand and our Mm -hmm. business. We, really just want to, if there's anything else that we can really highlight from this conversation is about making our customers feel like human beings and we're not trying to see them as dollar signs or, you know, we really want to humanize a brand in our business. We want to connect with people on a deeper level. And that's why this is really important to dive into their issues and how they're um, managing their business and what you can do to help them is because we want to relate and connect to them and we want to help them see that we understand them and that we can actually help them get to a better place or the next level or achieve a specific goal. So helping them see where they can be rather than, you know, taking advantage of, you know, those things that they're struggling with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode. If you loved our conversation or you liked this topic and would love to hear more about pain points or anything else in relation to branding, brand strategy, um, and Moving through a consciousness. business.
0: Plants. <laughs> no. Yes, all of that. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> um, <laughs> let us
1: know on Instagram um, and we'll hope to see you next time in the next episode.
0: Thanks so much.